Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the unfiltered mental health podcast dedicated to talking about the things nobody wants to talk about in real life. Ooh, that's always a mouthful. I might have to make a shorter tagline. Um, I don't know if the mic can pick it up, but it is raining like crazy outside. We Seattle residents have gotten flash flood warnings, and apparently this is like a record-breaking rain. Hold on, I'm actually going to look it up because I'm really curious now. Seattle record. This is what happens when I do a solo episode. Um, You guys get to listen to me Googling shit. Yeah, um, so yesterday, Friday, the 20th, was a record-breaking rainfall. We got 3.08 inches. Uh, The fifth wettest day recorded at the airport since 1945. Uh, and I walked to work in that shit. It was not fun. Um, I caught my first bus and then it dropped me off downtown and then I had just missed the second bus by like a second. You know that feeling when you're waiting across the street and you see your bus pull up and it leaves without you and you just have this feeling of helplessness and just the exhaustion of existence just crushes down on you. Yeah. That happened to me yesterday, and um, it was going to be like a 25-minute walk to work uh, versus a 15-minute wait for the next bus, and I hate standing still for anything, like waiting in line, forget it, Um, waiting for a bus, even worse, waiting for a bus in the rain, Um, no thanks, I'd rather be walking, so I was like, you know, how bad can it be, and I walked to work, and by the time I got there, I was soaked. And yes, I had the proper rain gear, but it still wasn't enough for the record-breaking Seattle rain, apparently. So yeah, uh, that's been fun. It's it's kind of cozy, though, when you're inside. Uh, it's the next best thing to having snow for Christmas, I think. You know, my apartment, for those of you... Um, what am I talking about? None of you have seen my apartment. But let me paint a picture. It's so cute. It's like... Um, it's a micro studio, so it's really tiny. But I have a thick, cozy rug under my feet. It's like one of those white, fluffy rugs in all the Instagram photos. It's super cute and um, really soft. I have Christmas lights strung up. Uh, Not the rainbow kind, the white kind, because I'm classy. I have a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree that my boss gave me. Uh, She was going to throw it away as part of our Christmas decor, and she gave it to me. I put some lights and ornaments in it, and I put it in a little silver planter on my window, and it looks really cute. I have little tiny stockings for myself and Ruby, even though they're not going to get filled with anything because um, I just haven't had the time. Uh, But yeah, it looks really cute in here. I got candles burning. I got my cat sleeping by the window. It's, It's all very picturesque, and I'm almost sad to leave it today. Um when I fly home to Virginia for the holidays. And that actually is the theme of the episode, how to survive the holidays, in particular when you have a mental illness, because this time of year can be really hard for a lot of people. And um, I don't know what you guys celebrate. I'm just going to say the holidays to be inclusive or whatnot. Everyone does their own thing, and it can be really hard, like whether you are by yourself or whether you are seeing family members. Um, I fall into the latter category. I I probably get to see my family like twice a year. And um, the last time I saw them was in the summer. 
shortly after I got out of the hospital and um, I was in a I was in my early stages of sobriety and kind of in a fragile state and they were everyone was kind of on their best behavior so to speak because they knew that I had just gone through this difficult time so um, I'm a little nervous about going home this time just because last year was a really rough Christmas it was the first Christmas after my breakup and I was tra- moving across the country I had just graduated college but I didn't have a job lined up yet and I was an active alcoholic as you guys might remember so basically I stopped for this family reunion on my way to move here and I was just drunk like the whole time and um, I'm really embarrassed thinking back on it because surely like my family members knew something was going on um I, yeah, it, not my finest moment. I, I was in a really dark place, and I'm not perfect now by any means. Um, I'm I'm sober now. It's my first Christmas sober in years, and not gonna lie, alcohol used to be part of my strategy when I visited home, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate. It's just. It was always there to help take the edge off and deal with my crazy family, but um, I'm going to be sober this year, and um, they're all very supportive of me. They're prepared, and um, they know my relationship with food is really fucked up right now, too, and so um, the first thing we're going to do is go grocery shopping for safe foods when I fly in. I'm really thankful that my mom has had an eating disorder and she understands and um, she's there for me and she knows what it's like. Hopefully it doesn't get in the way of having a nice time with my family. Okay, I, I didn't want to mention politics or anything. I just have to say though, because it's it's a reality that our country is going through a really crazy time right now and a lot of rifts have appeared between family members and my family is not excluded. Um, I know I've mentioned on the podcast before that my family is really conservative and uh, my parents and I do not see eye to eye on politics or religion uh, and it's really kind of come to a head uh, this last season. So, you know, that's another reason I would drink all the time when I went home because how can you deal with that shit sober, you know? But yeah, where, where was I going with this? My mind's kind of all over the place. I uh, got like three hours of sleep last night, and uh, tonight I will be flying out of Seattle at 11.30 p.m. and getting into Virginia at 9.30 a.m. their time, which is like 6 a.m. my time. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going to wear like full-on sweatpants and no makeup and be cozy or if I'm actually going to try to look nice, because normally when I travel, I like to look nice. Um, I get travel anxiety, and I'm that kind of a person for the longest time. I couldn't leave the house without makeup, and so it, it appearances are really important to me, and I like to look nice when I travel. It just uh, makes it a little easier, but I don't know. I might just stop caring tonight and just be cozy. Anyway, this is all over the place. I actually wrote myself a little outline because I'm not used to doing these solo episodes, and if it were up for me, I would ramble forever. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is being alone for the holidays because I've had the good fortune to not be alone for the majority of my 
life during the holidays, I have either been with family, like visiting home from school, or I have been with a significant other and his family. So I don't know, this whole holiday season, I've kind of been watching people, you know, go and participate in the holiday events and go shopping and go to Christmas parties uh, with their significant others or their friends. And I'm just kind of alone. And it can be really easy to just get sucked into this downward spiral of self-pity. Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I by myself? I don't know. It, it can be pretty lonely. But um, I was on the bus the other day and I just had this moment of revelation. Like, you know what? In this moment, I am safe. I'm okay. I will be okay. And it sounds so simple when I say it out loud, but it was just this feeling of peace. And those moments are few and far between in my life when I do experience them. And so it was really nice. I just had this moment of clarity. Like, this year has literally been the shitty year from hell for me. Um, I mean, I moved to a brand new city on the other side of the country uh, I was broke for a while. I was an alcoholic. I was suicidal and have been struggling with this eating disorder for the major part of the year. And it can be really easy to just feel sorry for myself and feel like I haven't accomplished anything. I am truly my own worst critic. It's really easy for me to just glaze over my accomplishments and focus on all the ways I've fucked up this year. But when I actually think about it, I was at my most mentally ill this year and I still managed to find a new job in a field that I love with a company that I love and get my own apartment. And those two things have been on my to do, like on my list forever and until this year they just seemed so out of reach and just the fact that I could do that while I was at my most mentally ill is something that I should really be proud of I want, I want to give a special shout out to my friend M you guys might remember she was on the podcast uh, earlier this year her episode is called Alcopops and Shower Goblins. If you guys want to go back and listen, it's great. But she called me out of the blue one day and we chatted for a few minutes and she just affirmed my life, basically. <laughs> she was just like, Christina, you are so hard on yourself. You are doing a really incredible thing and I really look up to you and all this stuff that makes me blush to say it. Um, in fact, I was like, stop, you need to stop because I'm feeling really awkward. But it just made me feel really good. Sometimes it just takes another person looking in from the outside to tell you, hey, you're doing okay. Everything's going to be fine. And um, New Year's is my favorite time of year just because of the symbolism of it. I, I love new beginnings. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what next year brings. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. This is going to be released on Monday, the 23rd. Oh, my mom's birthday. One of the things that I've been asking you guys for a few weeks is um, to send me your 
best holiday survival skills um, and or stories pertaining to the holidays and mental health. And you guys really pulled through um, a few in particular, like some of you emailed me these really long detailed emails and I'm just really thankful. And I, I got a few good tips from them personally. So the first email is from one of my old roommates from years back. Uh, I won't say her name in case she wants to keep this anonymous, but um, it was really good to hear from her. She starts off by kind of reminiscing about the time we spent in this house together, and it was truly a transformative time in my life. We really did watch each other grow, succeed, and fail, and uh, she reminisces about that, and then she says, with that being said, I'll try to tell my survival story in as little words as possible. Okay, so... Before she lived in that house, um, she was living with a friend in a two-bedroom. It was December, and subsequently, my birthday happens to fall around the time everyone is having holiday parties. My friend decided to throw me a party and invited some close friends, ones that she felt would make the time really enjoyable. However, I was definitely not okay, not in the mood, and I didn't want people over. Girl, I have been there so many times. Uh, because I didn't want to upset my friend, I kept this to myself, feeling awful about my attitude and feeling worse that it would seem like I didn't care for my friend's feelings who cared enough to put this together. So about an hour or two before the party, I put on a random record in my room. I played it at an excessively loud volume and slowly knelt down and pounded on the ground, screaming and crying and letting out all the frustration that had been building up. I threw a tantrum that lasted at least 30 minutes. Um... Not going to say this tantrum helped my situation completely or is a healthy way of dealing with what ended up being an okay night. But after that happened, I realized just how much I needed to be honest with myself and with those around me. I realized how much it means to be worth something to someone and simply letting things happen because they are simply going to happen. All this to say, survival during the holidays doesn't always look pretty or feel nice. It's going to be really hard, especially if you're someone like me who takes things for granted constantly and without fail. So my tip, I guess, is to just throw a tantrum if you need to. Just do it. <laughs> I Every time I read that, I read it in Shia LaBeouf's voice because um, that was a big joke while we were living together. So thanks for that. Um, she says she really misses our home. Hope you have a safe and fun holiday and good luck with the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really good to hear from you. And I do miss that house. And I'm proud of where we all are in our lives at this time. And um, your tip is really good. Like sometimes you really just need to throw a tantrum. And uh, I think listening to your music in your room is a really good way to let that out. You know, obviously don't go out and smash shit, but like survival during the holidays does not always look pretty or feel nice. And also in that situation, I think it was kind of uncool of your friend to throw that party without your knowledge. I guess it sounded like she just kind of invited people over without telling you, um, which is out of your control. And that is really hard when you're stuck in a social situation over which you have no control. And that does happen a lot during the holidays. Um, like last year, I was with my whole extended family, and um, it was just a lot of people all the time, and that can be really draining. So maybe if you guys have like a private space you can go to and just blast music, like just bring a pair of headphones even, and just uh, maybe write down your feelings in a journal, just like scribble over the whole page, or even just like 
go off on an online rant. Whatever your version of a tantrum looks like, I guess I'm saying, maybe, you know, allow yourself to feel that and to experience that instead of holding it in. So good tip. Okay. Um, the next email is from Anne. Hey, girl. Love you. Um, she says, here are some tips that I thought of on dealing with the holidays. Hopefully there are a few in here that might be helpful. Uh, she gave me a bulleted list, so I'm just going to read them off. I love a good list. Uh, consider establishing new traditions rather than continuing to practice ones that may be tied to painful memories or difficult people. Um, this is actually a really good one. I'm just going to comment on these as we go. My ex and I did this. Uh, neither of us were religious and our, our families are super conservative and we also lived far away from them at the time. And so celebrating Christmas with them was just not going to be a thing. Um, I, I still wanted to do something special, though. I didn't just want to treat it like any other day. So uh, I, our first Christmas together, we celebrated by making a giant pot of gumbo. His family was is Cajun. So he made a big pot of gumbo and then we watched horror movies all day and drank beer. And it was great. <clears throat> uh, my siblings and I also have this sort of tradition where we watch 28 Days Later on Christmas Eve. Not sure how it got started, but it's just a thing. A lot of my Christmas traditions have to do with horror movies, I'm just now realizing. Okay, um, uh, Anne also says in her email, Plan answers in advance to prepare yourself for navigating questions or conversations about holiday plans with people like coworkers who may not have an understanding of strained family dynamics. Oh my god, we all have those coworkers who ask, like, what are you doing for the holidays? And I sort of have, like, a, a generic answer planned out. And luckily, I do work at a place where I'm a little more comfortable delving into my strained family dynamics. But a lot of you might not be. And, um, you know, some of you might be going home to relatives that do have a lot of nosy questions. And that's a good idea to kind of prepare yourself for some of the questions that might come up. Like, I listen to this great podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. It's a relationship podcast from two women in New York. And one of the recent episodes they did was talking about what, what to say when your family asks you if you're dating someone, for instance, or, you know, when are you going to have a baby? You know, stuff like that. One thing that they recommended is rather than give people like an excuse to why you're not dating someone, for instance, just pick something in your life that is going well that you're passionate about. Like, you know, maybe you're taking a yoga class or maybe you're watching a new TV show. I don't know. But um, just pick something cool to talk about uh, and just have that kind of in your back pocket to bring up when people start asking uncomfortable questions. <clears throat> uh, the next bullet point in this list is if you don't have the capacity to go out shopping, consider purchasing gifts online to ease the stress that comes with navigating crowds of people. Uh, I'm totally on board with this one. Here in Seattle, we kind of have a love-hate relationship with Amazon, but uh, I've used Amazon Prime for a lot of my shopping this year. And yes, um, it is really nice not to have to go out and deal with all the people. She also says, if you will be spending the holidays alone, look for local meetups or reach out to a nonprofit organization that you can volunteer with. Both are ways to connect with others and may minimize feelings of loneliness. Volunteering is a really great piece of advice because when you have a mental illness, I think you get sucked up into your head a lot of the times and you get so uh, 
like absorbed in your own problems that you forget about the rest of the world. And volunteering is kind of a nice little wake up call like, hey, my experiences aren't the only ones that matter. I'm not the only person in the world. And I am actually capable of doing some good for another human being. Ooh, I like this next one. She says, hang twinkle lights indoors. If you are spending time in your home or room alone during a mental health crisis, low lights may feel calming and feel special during an otherwise difficult time. <clears throat> holiday scented candles may also be a way to feel some holiday spirit in some way, in the same way. I love that. Um, as I said before, I have twinkle lights in my studio apartment. I, I usually have them up year round. They're great. Ooh, man, this is a really good email. She says, if you have the financial means to do so, treat yourself to some cozy holiday socks to keep you warm and feeling festive. Soft fabrics can feel comforting when you are sad or anxious. I don't know how many of you guys remember back from the really, actually the very first episode, or maybe it was like the second episode. One of the really early episodes of this podcast um, was about self-care. And one of my listeners wrote in to buy yourself some fancy socks. So I, I like that we've come full circle. This advice never gets old. Uh, when in doubt, just get some socks. Uh, my boss gave me a pair of socks this week. Uh, they're black and they have little cats with Santa hats on them. And uh, the cats are playing with a uh, holly branch or something. I don't know, but I love it because the cat actually looks like Ruby and they're so soft. I, I hate it when like you get a novelty pair of socks and they look really cute, but they're not that comfortable. These socks have it all. So yeah, and if you don't, if no one gives you socks, just go buy yourself some socks. You deserve it. Da, 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 da. Okay, next thing on the list, she says, sending out handwritten cards can be a special way to let caring and supportive people in your life know that you appreciate them. The act of writing out your feelings about them may also help to spark some positive feelings of gratitude. If you're creatively inclined, making cards can also be a fun activity. If you don't have anyone in your life to write to, there are many organizations that seek holiday cards and letters such as The Rainbow Project. Oh, I've never heard of The Rainbow Project. Let me Google it right now. Two Google searches in one episode. You guys must hate me. Okay, so The Rainbow Project is um, a nonprofit that helps kids and their families with domestic violence and poverty and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, this year I wrote cards to some people. I had a bunch of stamps I wasn't going to use. And so um, I sent out a bunch of little handwritten notes and it feels so good. Really nothing can replace a handwritten note. If you can't draw or anything like that, the thing that I did this year, I um, found like a bunch of random sayings and quotes that I liked and I typed them up and printed them and then just wrote like my notes on the back. You know, really simple, but uh, people like them and it's really the effort that counts. Um, the fact that you took time and energy to write a physical note and sending it out, like it just feels good. So yeah, um, that's it for Anne's advice. She says, hope the podcast turns out well and everything comes together. Holidays can be so rough. I know they are for me. Oh, um, thanks, Anne. Those were some really great, great pieces of advice. Um, let's move on to the next person. So this piece of advice is from Winnie, who was also a guest on the podcast a while back. Um, Winnie says, I think it's super extra important to take time for yourself during the holidays. 
It's a high-stress time for most of us, and family members often pressure us into feeling like we're somehow obligated to spend every moment of the day being with or doing for others. That only leads to burnout and bickering, in my experience. <laughs> that sounds like if my life were a, a TV show, the, the episode in which I go home to visit my family would be called Burnout and Bickering. <laughs> um, being extra firm about boundaries and making dead sure to take some time every day to check in with yourself is so, so important. I like to take 10 minutes or so before I go to bed to have a little conversation with myself about how I'm doing. I can adjust the next day's plans if I need to, and doing it at the end of the day instead of the first thing in the morning when I'm all optimistic and fresh gives me a better perspective on how tired or burned out I actually am. Okay, this is really good advice, and I totally concur that you need to take time for yourself. You know, the bigger your holiday gathering, like the more important it is. Uh, hopefully you are with people that understand if you need to, you know, go be in a room by yourself for 10 minutes. Um, but I remember a few Christmases ago, I was with my family and we were uh, going to church. Um, I'm not religious anymore, but I, I still go to church with my family when I visit for Christmas because it's a tradition and it makes them happy. But this particular year, I was kind of feeling overwhelmed and triggered and my brother Andrew kind of took a moment to go outside with me and we had a few shots of whiskey and we just sat outside talking. It was really nice and um, I initially felt guilty for leaving my, the rest of my family but like, like if you're visiting for a finite amount of time there can be that pressure that you need to fill every little bit of time with the people that you don't normally get to see and you need to be doing something every second. And that's that's how I feel. So this is really great advice, Winnie, to just take some time to yourself. And I like the idea of checking in with yourself at the end of the day and being honest. I, I think I'm going to definitely need to do that this year. Uh, so thank you for that. This next email is from Beth, who was also in an episode. I, I love it when you guys who have been guests continue to reach out to the podcast. It just makes me so happy. Um, yeah, Beth from episode 25 a few weeks ago says, uh, regarding the holiday things, whether it's a friend or family, I make sure that they have a room that I can sleep in for when I get overwhelmed. They probably assume it's my disability tiring me out, uh, but it's great for when I need some quiet time or can't deal with what's currently happening. So yeah, this is kind of going off the last email, just taking time for yourself. And I like that she specifically mentions like having a space. If you can, maybe check in with the host that you're staying with um, before all the activities start happening and just be like, hey, um, you know, is there somewhere I can go when I get overwhelmed? Like, do you mind if I just kind of have this corner of the house or... I don't know if, if that's not an option. Um, and if, if you do have the financial means, maybe get a hotel room or an Air, Airbnb or something. I, I did that uh, two years ago when I was with my ex. Like we, we got an Airbnb rather than stay with my family. And it, it was better for everyone. Like we had a quiet place to go to when my family was just being too much and my family didn't have to host us. So try to have a physical space where you can go as well as a place where you can just mentally step inside yourself and just reflect on what's happening and process your feelings. 
I feel I feel a little more prepared than I did before. I don't know about you guys. Um, I know this is coming out on Christmas Eve Eve. So um, it might be a little late. A lot of you guys might already be with your family members, but hopefully some of you get something from this advice. I really appreciate everyone who reached out. Um, I'm going to launch into the next segment, which I got the idea of uh, from The Office. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am obsessed with The Office. I've watched it at least 10 times. It's my go-to background noise when I'm feeling anxious or I just need something to play. I can quote it all day long. I listen to the new Office podcast that just came out with Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher. They go over every episode of The Office and break it down from the perspective of two people who were there during filming. And it's fantastic and very wholesome. And I highly recommend. It's called The Office, ladies. Anyway, uh, that was quite a tangent. But I got the idea of making up awards for everyone who's been on my podcast in the year 2019. I just wanted to do something to recognize you guys and to throw a little bit of lightheartedness into this podcast because um, it, it can be really heavy at times. And um, we all need a laugh with all the shit we're dealing with. So I have these awards I've come up with. I feel like I should come up with a fun name for this, like the Hot and Spicy Pickle Awards in honor of the Trader Joe's Hot and Spicy Pickles that I love that were actually the inspiration for the title of this podcast. Fun fact. <clears throat> so yeah, welcome to the inaugural Hot and Spicy Pickle Awards. My first award is most likely to become a life coach. And I'm going to give this one to Rachel from episode 8, Both Sides of the Glass. She's my friend from way back. She works in a psych ward and she talks about it in the episode. But um, I don't know. She's just always been the type of person that you can really talk to openly and honestly about things. And she always has great advice. And her voice is just so calming. And I, I feel like she would be a great life coach. I don't know. All right. Most likely to become Instagram famous. This one goes to my friend Sid from episode 11. Um, if, if you guys haven't followed her yet on Instagram, seriously do. Uh, this girl travels the world. She posts on her story almost every day, like with art and poems and stuff like that. Like she's an incredibly talented person and fucking gorgeous to boot. So if anyone's going to be Instagram famous, it's her. Um, you can follow her at Widemus. I think it's spelled uh, V-I-D-E-M-U-S. If you uh, want to listen to that episode and hear more about her deal, go to episode 11. All right. Um, most likely to discover the cure for cancer goes to Diana from episode 17. I tell this to everyone who listens to my podcast, um, and no offense to the rest of you because you guys are all super smart, but I honestly feel like Diana is like the most intelligent person that I've ever had on the podcast or just spoken to in general. Um, I know this is going to make you blush, but I don't care. It's true. You're fucking smart. And talking to you is like, you're just, I learned so much. The episode was about OCD for those of you who haven't listened yet, but super, super intelligent. And I just know you're going to do great things. All right. 
most likely to break her hip dancing goes to my mother, Ginger Lou. Uh, I posted an episode with her, uh, episode 14, in which we talk about her eating disorder and her addictions. And if you guys don't know her, like, she is just the most vibrant, energetic person that you could ever hope to meet. And we joke about it in our family. Like, she just gets herself into all these crazy hijinks, um, doesn't act her age at all. She broke her arm, like, roller skating last year, I think. Um, and she's always dancing. So if anyone's going to break her hip dancing um, when she's, like, 80, I feel like that, that'll be her for sure. All right. Most likely to start her own business goes to Anastasia from number seven. I chose this award for you because you're just always so, I don't know, put together. Like, I know you're going to laugh at this because life is shit for you just like it is for all of us, but you just always look so put together and you're always doing these creative things with art or like floral arrangements or like baking. I feel like one of these days you're just going to start a business and it's going to be cute as fuck and it's going to really take off. And I know all of us from Peach are going to support you. All right. Um, most likely to enter the witness protection program goes to my good friend and podcast guest, Jamie, from episode number 19. <laughs> I don't know why I picked this for you. I just I just feel like the most random shit happens to you. And one of these days you're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you're going to have to have a new identity. And knowing you, you'll probably just roll with it. You'll probably just be like, okay, I guess I have to move now, and I guess I have to be a different person. It'll be great. And um, when that happens, I know you're not going to be allowed to, but I hope you reach out to me and let me know where you are so I don't freak out and wonder what happened to you. Um, most likely to start her own clothing line goes to Sabrina from episode 22, Walking the Cow. Sabrina, you're just a fucking cool skater chick, and an artist and I, I just feel like you would come up with this cool line of like hoodies or socks or something with like fun little designs on them and you'd probably like sell them on Tumblr or something and get famous and then get sponsored by Vans and retire at 35. So yeah, when that happens you guys hear heard it here first. Most likely to fly a helicopter goes to Sophie from number 15, uh, the CPTSD episode. Sophie, you're just such an adventurous person. I, I feel like you'd be down for anything, and I feel like you would see a helicopter and just be like, all right, guys, I got this. Like, you wouldn't even get your license. You would just go for it. Um, and then, you know, you'd probably die in a flaming ball of wreckage, and, but you would be happy when you did it, you know? Uh, that that was a little dark, but you know that's you 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 have that sense of humor. It's fine. Um, speaking of uh, darker things, uh, most likely to get away with murder goes to another Rachel, uh, Rachel Stormy from episode eighteen, tender for depressed people. And the the reason I picked this for you is because you just have this like 
mysterious look to you like you're up to something and but you're also like you're so sweet and kind and like just gorgeous like disarmingly gorgeous and so I feel like if anyone were to get away with murder it would be you because no one would suspect it um plus I feel like you have this like sinister side to you I might be wrong all right, um, most likely to be on reality TV goes to Winnie from number 16. And, you know, this one is kind of easy because I, I would literally pay to watch a reality TV show about your life. Like, you live with two lovers and a bunch of animals and you've just experienced all this insane shit in your life and... Um, I feel like you always have something interesting to talk about. I, I would watch a TV show about you in a heartbeat. A heartbeat. Okay. Most likely to climb Mount Everest goes to Diane from episode 13. I have met Diane in person and I follow her on Instagram and she's just a really active person and she has, in the last year she's overcome um, suicide attempts and addiction and now she's just thriving in Arizona. Um, I think I think you're still in Arizona. Uh, I'm a terrible friend if I got that wrong. But um, she's always posting pictures of herself, like crazy drone pics from mountaintops and stuff. It's it's fucking crazy. She's just out there living her best life. So I feel like you're gonna end up on Everest one of these days. Uh, and when you do, just um, dress warmly for us. Don't die. All right, uh, most likely to save the town from zombie invaders goes to our favorite British guest, M, uh, from episode number 10. Honestly, you are so smart and brave and fierce. I, I, if we had to pair off with people in a zombie attack, I would go with you, hands down. I feel like you're the type of person you would just pull these random facts about zombies from, like, nowhere and, and save us all. Either that or you would sacrifice yourself for the group. Um, I hope that won't be the case, but I just feel like you'd be a good person to have around in a zombie attack. Love you. All right. Um, duh, 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 duh. Most likely to start a band goes to um, another Rachel. I've had three Rachels on my show, you guys. But this is my friend Rachel from New York City who has her own business and she has she had another kid since we released this episode she has two beautiful little boys now she's still kicking ass and taking names um if you don't follow her on instagram her shop is called doomed nyc and she sells the cutest like leather bags and patches and stuff so go check that out but i feel like she's most likely to start a band because she's just that cool She's just the type of person that would just start a band for the hell of it in the middle of her life and just go around and tour and be awesome. And uh, honestly, no one would be surprised because she's just cool like that. All right. Um, I hope you guys find these as <laughs> entertaining as I do. Uh, you probably won't unless you listen regularly to the podcast or have been a guest. But... Um, I warned you that this would be a solo episode, and the solo episodes tend to get pretty rambly, so... Okay, most likely to adopt five cats in 2020 is my sister-in-law, Abby, 
who was in episode number 20, this kind of is self-explanatory. Um, Abby, you already have one cat, but I feel like you would just go to the shelter and like see a bunch of cats and you wouldn't be able to say no to taking them home. And Andrew would, you know, go along with it because he loves the shit out of you. And um, part of me is um, actually hoping that this comes to fruition so I can be a cool aunt to five new cats. <laughs> All right. Um, most likely to move across the country for love goes to my friend Connor from episode number 21, Just Show Up. Connor, you are just such a true romantic and you have such a big heart and you're also really spontaneous in a fun way. Um, I'm going to go off into a little tangent here. Connor and I started having these Saturday morning creative jam sessions uh, where we just go to a coffee shop and like work on our projects and I, I suggested that we start doing it and he just was instantly on board and it, it's so good to meet someone who is on the same creative level as you and you know is willing to just sit somewhere and work quietly and not have to be constantly entertained and also he's just so fun to talk to and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent about how awesome Connor is but if you haven't listened to his episode yet you totally should but yeah I feel like if there's anyone who would move across the country for love it would be him. All right. Um, most likely to buy a motorcycle goes to Kelly from episode 24, Take Your Sick Days. I actually gave Kelly a ride on my motorcycle when we lived in Austin and worked together. Um, it was our first friend date, unless I'm remembering it incorrectly. We, we both got off work and she got on my bike and we went to this little bar on the east side and had a cheese plate together and um that was the first time we hung out outside of work um and I've just always looked up to her as this badass outspoken strong woman who just takes no shit and getting a motorcycle just seems like the next move for you I can see it um most likely to get a lip ring and dye her hair pink goes to Beth from episode 25 yeah this one kind of goes without saying um Beth is full of surprises, and you're, you've always been a badass at heart, and so I just feel like if you got a lip ring and dyed your hair pink, no, no one would be surprised. And you would pull it off insanely well, by the way. So there's my vote. All right. Um, most likely to have a drink named after them goes to Nadia uh, from episode number 23, Practice Makes Imperfect. This is a testament to how friendly and outgoing Nadia is. Uh, for those of you who don't, who haven't heard the episode, um, Nadia was actually my customer when I worked at a coffee shop and she would come in every day and just have this gorgeous smile and she would always talk to us. And uh, I still, I think I remember what your drink was. It was, you would get like an Americano or a coffee and put cinnamon in it, I think. If I'm wrong, then that's embarrassing. But I feel like you're the type of person who would, like be a regular somewhere and get a drink named after you and just have it on the menu all right um let's move on down the list we're almost done i've had so many guests on my podcast this year it's crazy most likely to travel the world goes to Catherine, who from episode number nine i just feel like you have all this potential in you that you don't see. And I, I just feel like you're going to surprise everyone and just 
travel the world by yourself and you're just going to discover yourself and be happy and um, I don't know, it's going to be great. Most likely to pull off a bank heist goes to my sister Caroline from episode six, where we talk about family and the effect it has on mental health. If you haven't heard that episode yet, highly recommend. Uh, I mean, I recommend all of them, but the ones with my family members, obviously, I'm, I'm really fond of. And Caroline and I have a lot of fun together, uh, even when we're talking about heavier topics. And um, she wins the award for most likely to pull off a bank heist because you would never see it coming. Like, she, she's so friendly and bubbly and innocent looking, but she's kind of a badass. I, I feel like Caroline is braver and has more, like, guts than I ever will. And so, yeah, if I had to rob a bank, I would definitely put my money on Caroline to help me out because she would, like, be a really good person to distract the guards or something. Not, not that I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> All right, let's see. What else is there? Oh, most likely to marry an eccentric 70-year-old millionaire goes to Elena from the last episode, all about finding that balance. Elena, I feel like you would do this in a heartbeat just because you could. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) You're you're just the kind of person who I feel like is going to hack life early on and um, what better way to hack life than to marry a seven-year-old millionaire who's gonna die soon you know and then you can buy your own house and open it up to all of us and we can have one big party I think that's it you guys thank you again to all my guests from this year I appreciate you guys so much I wish I could send you all like little gifts in, in the mail Um, This podcast would not be the same without you, and I love you guys. This year, I I do want to be more honest about my mental health. Um, I've been thinking about the podcast and the reasons why I started it, which was to have an outlet um, to talk about these things. And I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm drifting away from the purpose of what this is all about. Like, I'm so wrapped up in the technicalities, I I kind of forgetting about the whole point of this, which is just to be honest and not worry about what people think. And um, so in the next year, I'm going to really try to get back to that with this thing. But yeah, if you want to be a guest, just hit me up. I'm, I'm starting a schedule for January and February. I really hope that you guys have a good holiday and stay safe and Try to find some time to relax and take care of yourself. It's just a rough time of year, and we all deserve a little self-care. As cheesy as that sounds, it's it's true. We all deserve to take care of ourselves and to not stretch ourselves too thin. And I I just really want you guys to remember that if you're dealing with toxic family members, take some time and draw boundaries. Um, There's family members I have had to distance myself from and even cut myself off from because of how toxic they were and you know they say blood is thicker than water and it can really feel guilty sometimes when you have to draw that boundary but sometimes it's for the best Uh, and your mental health is so so important like I can't place enough emphasis on it like you are worthy of self-care and 
you don't deserve to be around people who don't make you feel like the valuable individual you are. With that said, um, I am here if anyone needs to talk. Remember that there there's like hotlines and stuff out there during the holidays. I know a few episodes ago, I mentioned the NAMI hotline uh, that Kelly has used and she really recommends it, especially if you're alone. Sometimes you just need to talk to someone. So just don't feel afraid to reach out. And, you know, worst comes to worst, the holidays are going to be over before we know it. It's going to be a new year. Maybe I'll do an episode on New Year's resolutions because I have a lot of feelings about that. Um, Email me your reflections on the past year and any goals you have for 2020. And uh, we'll talk about it. All right, I'm going to sign off now. Um, But it's been great kind of recapping 2019. Uh, Pickles and vodka would not be anything without you guys. And uh, I just love you so much and appreciate all the support you've shown me this year. Uh, And I'm excited to see where this little project is going to go next. All right, guys, hang in there. And don't forget, it's okay to fuck up. Bye.